Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel, Podcast My Business. And today we have Ruth Newman from ruthnewman.com.au. And it's a word that some people might struggle with, architectural or architect. Do you get people struggling with that word? You do definitely get people struggling with that word and even spelling that word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's is it Greek or Latin or...? I'm not really sure. I'm not sure uh, at all. But people get very stuck go. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I saw the architectural, I thought I've got to go for that. So there we go. All right. Excellent. Okay. So I guess architects are important. And we had the bushfires earlier in the year. We've got um, other things happening. What What is the purpose of an architect? Yeah, the purpose of an architect. So it probably uh, depends in which sector you're talking about, but pretty much it's uh, the purpose of an architect is to bring your design to life, to find what it is that you are trying to design, whether it be a house or an opera house or a retail shop or a hotel, for example, is to bring that all to life, make it comply and get it built for you and manage the process and get everything done for you. Fantastic. Okay, so if I want to build a new home, then plenty. Of, actually, what's that show? Grand Designs. I'll say Grand Designs. Because mm-hmm. the original one from England. Boy, is he that host a bit of a knob. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he knows his stuff. <laughs> he, he does. I, I do like the show. But interestingly, he's an interior designer, not an architect. He is, yes. So he obviously has an interest in architecture and all that sort of stuff and and what the process is. Quite a lot of times on Grand Designs, there's an architect initially, but they aren't involved with the process going forward. And ideally, an architect is involved with the whole process so that you have um, integrity of your design and all that sort of stuff. Right, and I believe it helps to... So quantity surveying, I know that's a separate role, but I guess on just a home, I, an architect would fulfil that role as well. They can, or or you yeah definitely work with a quantity surveyor just to check the pricing as you go along. It's often um, a good idea to use them. A lot of people use builders, which then um, potentially can waste the builder's time, whereas if you pay a quantity surveyor to get the indicative costs in the first place, then that's another way to um, monitor your costs. And I'm sure builders wouldn't just guide you to their mate um, where they get stuff from and get some money on the site. I'm sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I said, I'm sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. So uh, so I think so. the main purpose of an architect is to help you translate your design into reality. Um what about the same with renovations? Is it the same or? It pretty much is the same. Um, what happens in the renovation space often is that people know what they think they want. Um, so they'll, you would go to them and they say, yeah, we want to put a deck out the back and we want to move the kitchen and we want to do this and we want an extra bedroom and an extra living space because kids are getting older. And they have in their in their head the idea of what they want. So often they will then ring somebody who can come and build that, exactly what they've said, but there may be better options. So with 
with us, for example, we would then come in and say, okay, well, I'll draw what you've said, but in the meantime, I'll also draw three other ideas of what you could potentially do that will give, still give you that um, outcome but may work better for you. So it's trying to give them different ideas in the space that they've got and, and what can often what can be approved, council approval and those sort of things as well. Well, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? I mean, councils take their time to put in the approval then wait for the neighbours to have a whinge and backwards and forwards, and then you go, well, you can't have that anyway. Mm, quite often. Well, that's that actually is the big trick, is put when you put something into council, put something in that complies. If it complies and you've done everything that you're supposed to do under the DCPs and LEPs, which are the... Um, control plans that council have, if your design complies with everything and your neighbours wins, it really doesn't matter because you've done everything you're supposed to do. If you put something in that doesn't comply, then the neighbours have a reason to complain and then council will ask you to change it. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to block my view. It's going to overhang, so I'm used to sunbathing outside, so I don't want you to add that extension to put on the second floor, all those sort of things. Yeah, they definitely those complaints come up all the time. But again, if you've done if you've built your build or designed your building to be two metres higher than it's supposed to be, council are going to come back and say, Well, you're blocking his sunlight, you can't do it. But if you um, design it exactly how it's supposed to be, then there's not really a complaint. Hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. And um, talking about that, we've got this other wonderful amount of money the government is putting out at the moment um, to encourage more building and renovation. Wow, I was getting excited. I'm in an apartment on the North Shore and I thought, well, I need to do a little bit of work in the kitchen, kitchen benches and some retiling and whatever, nothing major. And I thought, oh, you little beauty, I'll get some money from the government for that. And then uh, unless it's going to cost me $150,000, I get nothing. Exactly. I think the um, the intent of the, the thing is a good idea, but it's going to be a very difficult thing for most people to either A, apply for or B, be even um, eligible for. You really need to have had your, if you needed a DA, for example, you really needed to have that already approved and ready to go and be in the process of talking to builders, ready to sign a contract, um, be ready to be doing the construction certificate and all the other extra bits and pieces that need to be done and then have a quote already to sign and then not earn more than $200,000 $200, a year if you're a couple. So you need to have all of that, I think, lined up now within the next couple of months to be able to apply for it and then it's only there for seven months. So it, it's a difficult piece of legislation um, and I yeah, I'm not sure that anybody's really got their head around how it's going to work yet. Mm, yeah. Now, in your website, you mentioned you're an architectural concierge. Mm -hmm. So what is an architectural concierge? So we design, document and deliver your um, architectural project. It's it's similar to a concierge at a hotel. So we, we market ourselves that... Anything that you need for your project, we can find them. So if you needed a bottle of wine at a hotel, the concierge will tell you where to go and find it. If you need 
um, some tiles and you don't and you want some recommendations on where to go and get tiles and good suppliers and that sort of thing, we'll find them for you, we'll refer them. We can take you there and work with you if you want, or we can just find them and send you on your merry way to the theatre. So um, it's that's really how we're what the concierge service is, similar to a hotel concierge. That's what I was going to ask you for some tickets to the to a concert, but of course that's something down the track as well. Yes, oh, exactly. Seriously, this Rona has um, made life very, very interesting. Hmm. It has. So, okay, it says to you that you've been practicing for quite a few years. What got you into architecture? Um, I wanted to be an architect when I was a kid. So I I loved going to buildings. My parents used to bring me up to Sydney all the time and we'd go and look at buildings and look at the opera house being built and all that sort of stuff. And then I went to high school and did tech drawing and absolutely hated it. So then it was off the plate and I didn't want to do architecture. But then when you get to year 12 and you've got to fill out all those forms and do everything else, uh, Newcastle University was on a separate form. So I applied for architecture at Newcastle University just for the hell of it. And then when, you know, six months later, when you get all the offers, um, I was offered architecture. And that was the one that I went, yep, I'm going to go and do that. And I loved it from the first lecture. Absolutely loved it. And that's it. And I really only applied for it because I wanted to do it when I was a kid. That's interesting. So did you play with a lot of Lego when you were a kid? I did. I loved Lego. (laughs) (laughs) Still love Lego. Still have some in the cupboard. Have Lego oh, architecture. There you go. Yes. So have a Lego yeah, um, yeah, opera man. house sitting out in the foyer here. Wow. Okay. And what's the other one? Meccano. No, I didn't like that one so much. I always, yeah, I always liked preferred Meccano. It seemed a bit more intricate and a bit more mm. technical than, than Lego. But hey, but I'm not like an architect and you are. So <laughs> maybe the Lego connection yeah. is a bit better. Mm. Excellent. Okay. All right. Thanks very much for uh, your time on that, Ruth. Okay. So people can um, get a little bit more information from you um, by booking an appointment on your website and they get some uh, 15-minute session. Is that right? Yes. So it goes straight to a calendar booking to um, book a call with us to talk about either a your project or what difficulties you're having or whatever. We can help with the actual project itself or if we need to refer you on to someone else who can help you. Um, we have had calls in the past where we've needed to refer people to landscape designers instead of architects. Uh, so that's what that calls for is to understand what your project is, whether we can help you, whether we're a good fit and um, it's all obligation free. Fantastic. So if you're looking at building a new home or some extensions, then definitely you need an architect. I mean, you should be insane not to do anything without one. Mm. We also work in other spaces, so we do quite a bit of retail work um, and something that somebody didn't know that we did the other day, we are busy designing uh, barbecue shelters for a caravan park and somebody thought had no idea that architects would potentially be doing that style of work. So it's an interesting field because you're oh, not... That's- yeah, you're not restricted to just one area. Well, it's interesting. I'm looking at some of your clients and you've worked with Animal Referral Hospital, an old client of mine. Yeah. Um, so small even fit-outs and – it is a small world. I thought, oh, mm-hmm. wow, okay, there you go. That's the one where they moved to the near premises in um, 
near the uh, Flemington Markets. Yes, that's that one. Mm. Yeah, okay. Mm. I remember when that first opened. There you go. There you go. 